Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to the top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Hey, Coach Torrey, Motivation Monday coming at you today. Uh, Kind of a cool topic that hits um, on a lot of different levels, especially with specialization when we talk about athletes and how coaches, I think, can help athletes understand that we want you to play and not or. So you're going to talk about that a little bit more, but I think you put a good little spin on it. Uh, We talked about a little bit last week about what this looks like, and even yesterday just kind of hit this off um, and hit it off of you. And I think, you know, I I think and not or is a great way to to sum this one up. So I'm going to let you talk about this, what you do with your team, and then I got a little spin. of doing, being a multi-sport athlete is what we're going to be talking about. No, sounds great. I mean, you know, the draft was recent. We talked about it a little bit, but then all of a sudden the stats come out right after the draft. And it says this person played four sports in high school and this Mm -hmm. person did this. Like it's never just, they didn't just play football. Right. Right. And uh, I think that's what high school is about. And even for the kids that play, that go on to play in college at a small college, you're not just a football player. You're doing other things also. Uh, very seldom are people just a football player, just an athlete. Like you're a student athlete or you're involved in other organizations that are important to you or you're out trying to expand and build your resume. And it is crazy times in the Tory household right now. I've got two kids playing soccer. I've got one. Uh, my oldest is doing travel softball. The other two are going to be starting T-ball here. Uh, it's postseason time. You know, so we had the district qualifying state track meet last week. We're wrapping up junior high sports. We got postseason tennis, boys and girls, postseason golf, boys and girls. Uh, it's dance recital week next week for two of my kids. And it's just like my wife even said it that I, she feels like I'm coaching, even though I'm not coaching right now, just because of all the time extracurriculars are eating. And it's really tough because now you're going to squeeze in graduation and prom was just uh, a couple weeks ago. And all these major life events are happening as well. People are getting married. My brother-in-law had his wedding reception over the weekend, even though we got married in Mexico a year ago, uh, not everyone was invited to that. So we did like a home thing and with COVID lack of venues. And so all these things are happening. Right. And the great part about football season, in my opinion, is we come out of summer, come out of a dead week. There's a mandatory dead week in Iowa. And then all of a sudden, boom, fall sports are going. Football's in in season, volleyball's in season, cross country's in season, band is back, getting ready uh, for the upcoming year as well. And then that fades away. And in Iowa, it gets real cold in about October into November. And so then it's logical to let's play winter sports. Okay, the weather's a lot colder now. We don't have as many nice days. And And with spring, you don't get that, right? Everything kind of overlaps. You don't have that nice start and stop point. And something we've really tried to communicate with our team in the last couple of years is we want to be and, not or. We want you to go out for football and band, right? I want you to go out for football and track. I want you to do cross country and be a 4.0 student. So, I mean, there's lots of different spins on that, but you coach multiple sports. I coach multiple sports. We have full-time jobs. We have side gigs. We have other things that were, that are important to us in our life. 
you and I are big and guys. And I think a lot of our listeners, I mean, you're listening to this podcast because you're teaching or you're coaching and you want to get better. So I think it's something that everybody can relate to. Absolutely. I, you know, I've always been an and guy, uh, did football and track. And I don't want this to come across this, uh, the wrong way, but I think a lot of times those kids just want to be one sport. And in today's society, I think it's there's so much pressure, JT, on specialization and having to play to get a scholarship. And I think when we, yeah, you- when we put that on there – and those kids feel the pressure. Well, just because I play football and only football doesn't mean I'm going to get a scholarship. Just because I play basketball and only basketball doesn't mean I'm going to get a scholarship. Same thing with baseball, same thing with track, same thing with golf, same thing with tennis. You know, I, the biggest thing I think about is the interest part. Like, how many times do you hear athletes burn out? I yeah. mean, you play the same well, sport you know, year-round, are you going to get bored? I think so. It's interesting. I gave a presentation uh, two weeks ago to a group of 90-year-old ladies. I mean, it is not my target market, but uh, and I shouldn't say 90. Some were 90. Some were in their 80s. They were all retired, and my mom, who's almost 70, is the youngest and one of the leaders in the group. But uh, she, she brought me in and had me give this presentation, and the conversation we had was, no one goes to church anymore. It was a religious event. So they were talking about what can we do to draw young families to church anymore. And in that conversation, every one of them talked about their kids and their kids who are now parents and their grandkids who are now competitors. They all have stuff on Sundays. Like Sunday is slammed from nine in the morning till nine at night a lot of times. And the conversation was really healthy. And especially for me as a coach, because it's like, they're right, right? Like, 20 years ago, we didn't have nine to nine on Sundays. You maybe had a one o'clock game and you were done by two or three, but, and and go back to when you and I were growing up, Sunday was still sacred. Like there was nothing going on. Like stores weren't even open. So, I mean, our society has gone to warp speed on this. Uh, My 14 year old godson, he is playing 91 baseball games this year and he lives in Lincoln. And it's like they go to Kansas City, they go to Chicago, they go to Denver, they go uh, to Minneapolis for tournaments. And uh, what what are we going to do to shift this, right? Like what mm. – this can't be good or sustainable long-term for sports. I totally agree with that. Like there's – you mean you just said a 14-year-old playing 91 baseball games. I mean, it's – one of my things is <laughs> let them be kids. Let them try a new sport. Let them have the extra level of eagerness of like, hey, I do baseball and I do soccer and I do this. But then they're not professionals. Like, let them be kids. Like, let the 14-year-old be a 14-year-old. My son has a game today at 6 o'clock. They'll play three innings. He'll bat three times and he'll play in the field. And there you go. He's five years old. And people like, they ask, they're like, are What's he going to do after this? I was like, whatever he wants to do. If he wants to go play flag football, if he wants to play in a basketball, I'll let him do whatever. But I'm not going to let sports consume. And I think that's the misconception that sometimes with coaches and coach kids that I, that we have, they have to do everything all the time. Like they always have to be this own button. Well, that's not the case. Like I'm going to let him 
choose what he wants to do. And look, if he doesn't want to do anything, totally fine. Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, Pro Quick Draw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and created in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it too with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one -on -one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. This culture that's moving at a warp speed pace of, you know, let's specialize, specialize, let's do this. Uh, it's driven by the parents. Mm -hmm. And my best friend, who I played ball with in college, I mean, you know, like, he's the best man in my wedding. I'm the best man in his wedding. Um, he's His kids are my godsons, those kind of things. Um, he's texting me over the weekend because they're playing in a tournament and they've got four or five games. And every game in between, he's texting me what his son's batting average is. Well, I'm not interested in the season totals of your son's batting average. I mean, good, good for your son. I mean, he's my godson. I'll support him. I'll support you. I know this is where you put your time and your money. But it's like we get caught up in that, well, my son's hitting leadoff and my son's doing this and here's his batting average. Oh, man, he just went four for five, so it climbed up this many points. And it's not healthy. Um, and and I, don't, I don't know. I, and I think the reason it's not healthy isn't because we don't want him to play, isn't we don't want him to learn the valuable lessons. I mean, everybody has those things. I think the reason it's not healthy is because we're not teaching the game anymore. No, you're teaching... Uh, selfishness, I guess, or look at me or my stats or this stat. Um, how many RBIs did I have? How many touchdowns did I catch? I mean, <laughs> the more I think about this, I'm looking at my phone on this table and like since 2011, I think, is when it started getting worse because every daddy, every mama, look what little Johnny did. Look at the ring that he won. And they're eight years old. They're eight. Yeah. I mean, what, as a society, what are we doing? You know, it, it, you're taking the fun out of sport. And I, heard, I forgot who gave a talk on this at a Nike clinic one time. But it was like the time that when, when the sport becomes not fun for the kid anymore is when the parent needs to look at themselves in the mirror and says, who, who is this kid playing for? Am I living vicariously through my kid? Or am I letting my son or my daughter enjoy the sport for what it is? You know, that that hits home with me with another level. I watched a video on my social media feed, and I'm posting less and less, you know, as time goes on. I'm scrolling less and less mm -hmm. just because, one, I'm really busy, and, two, it's like there's not a lot of value in social media anymore. Nope. You know, my wife and I were just talking this weekend about how she hasn't posted since, like, February on her account. Um, on our Facebook and it's just because we're not getting caught up in that culture of oh here's what we're doing and here's our picture and this is what 
everything has to be staged and perfect. I mean, enjoy life's perfect imperfections. Right. Uh, but one of the things that I tweeted over the weekend was a video and it simply asked, who do you want to win for? Because if the answer is yourself or if the answer is an adult in your life, you're winning for the wrong reason. The person right. you should want to win for is that guy standing next to you. Yeah. I think that's the biggest piece that we're missing in today's society is, I guess, being a more dynamic player, like a team player, I guess you could say. Well, and, and we're seeing this in all areas of life, and it's been heightened by the COVID pan mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, I've talked before on our podcast about how I play cards sometimes with kids uh, at lunch, like they aren't allowed to be on their phone on Fridays in the in the lunchroom where they, they, they got 30 minutes to sit by whoever they want and they're not allowed to be on their phone or our Dean of students calls it no phone Friday. It's actually a really healthy thing, Yeah. but our kids, they don't know how to fill that time without scrolling. Mm -hmm. And so, so I go and I play cards and I'm playing with them on Friday and a kid starts to deal himself first. And I mean, you go back a hundred years that get you shot in the back room of a saloon. That's somewhere. right. That's right. So it, this is permeating all of society and it's the me first and it's the, this is what I do. I don't really care about what anyone else does. This is my path. And I think it just is better to be more well-rounded. I know that's kind of a tough term to throw out there, mm -hmm. but when you do more, you become more. Right. And I love the whole idea of we want to be and not or. Yeah. I think it helps also with learning adversity. So let's say you have a kid on your football team, he's a star quarterback, right? And plays basketball, but he rides the pine in basketball. You know what I mean? Like they can learn to do both. You can be a great teammate, but not have to be on the court, not have to be on the field. You can be a star wide receiver and play baseball and maybe you just hit ninth or you're just an EH, or you're a PO, whatever it is. I think that helps also doing multiple sports. It helps you be well-rounded, as you said, in multifacets, like being the star and then being the ultimate team player of the star and the guy that rides the bench and one that encourages all that stuff. I think there's so many levels of that. Yeah, you're learning new skills, right? Yeah. I mean, it's easy for us to do the things that we're naturally good at, uh, there's no motivation required for that. But what do you do with something that you struggle or or new skill that you've never thought about or, or tried before? Yeah. And uh, what what happens if you fail, right? That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. That's a whole but, other Motivation Monday we can do. Yeah, I, I just think that that's, that's all good perspective. And everything in education right now is about building resilience. So how can we take adversity and turn it into resilience? We want resilient learners. We want people to push past obstacles. We want them to keep going. And some of the research I've read lately talks about, you know what the best builder of resilience is for kids? What's that? Having a teacher they don't like. I think so many times we want to be our kids' friends and we don't want to hurt their feelings, but that's not helping them in the real world. Uh, same thing if you apply that to sports. If you just quit something if you don't play a sport, if you are, you know, I guess enjoying your teammates, whatever the sport is, whatever it is, tennis, basketball, swimming, whatever. My, 
my challenge, I guess, would be to, to high school athletes, the coaches listen to this, is to push your athletes to play as many sports as they can for as long as they can, and they'll be well-rounded. And they don't have to be a star in all of them, but they'll be better teammates. So you're, you're probably going to be very average in all of them, right? Yep. But it, it is about building those soft skills. So maybe they don't hit the ball as good as they would if they were putting in three hours a day in a batting cage. Or maybe they aren't going to go out and score a triple-double in a basketball game because they aren't taking a 1,000 jumpers in the gym like Larry Bird. But it's not about that, right? We're not trying to be Larry Bird. We're not going out there trying to hit 400 on the season. Uh mm-hmm. What we're trying to do is we're trying to build championship people. And I think that's what and does and or doesn't. Yeah, so true. Well, I'm going to share this with uh, this message with my freshman this morning that I have, second period, about being an and student and not an or student. Because the specialization, I think you said it earlier, comes from the parents. Yeah, I, that that's my ultimate conclusion. I mean, I know there's more factors involved, yeah. but that is driven mostly by the people that spend the most time with them. Yeah. I um, guess I'll conclude with this, and then you can issue the challenge for our coaches. But Sounds great. I think participating in multi-sports can provide a bunch of cross-trainings. The more I thought about what we were talking about, we are talking about cross-training. Um, it can improve – like you said, soft skills, their physical skills. And I think the biggest thing we talked about today is their mental toughness. It improves their mental toughness. Um, and, you know, the health and the wellness of that athlete, going back to what we said about social media, going back to what we said about the 91 baseball games, going back to letting a kid be a kid and not worry about, I have to get this scholarship because I'm 14 years old and I want to do this and I do that. It will come. Just be patient. It will come. Uh, so I think a lot of that happens with multi-sport athletes. Um, and the biggest thing to me is maintaining the interest. When they get bored, when you do something over and over and over and over and again, uh, I think you get bored and then you get burnout. So coaches, here's our weekly challenge to you. And this is a relationship building piece. But I want you to go athlete by athlete down your roster or in your classroom or however you are around kids or people and start asking them, are they and or are they or? Do they participate in multiple activities, band, chorus, debate, speech, uh, something with their church, uh, something outside of school, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts, etc. You know, are they involved in the community? If they are, then find out what those activities are. If they aren't, then encourage them to try something new. Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro Quick Draw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw.